0: Round one, fight!
1: going on bw sports one nation it is the lion and we are here for another episode of combat zone brought to you by rockstar realty 317-503-8322 buying or selling a home talk to sean at talk to tucker today 317-503-8322 and if you want to look like this looking elite you check out Elite Performance, 765-499-1005. Zach Deer over there will make sure that you are ready to get the Elite Fitness into your workout. 765 1005 And if you are looking for a great energy drink that has zero sugars and not a lot of carbs, but it'll get you energy ready, RogueEnergy.com. Put in BW Sports One as the promo code to get your ten percent discount on all, uh, yeah, products. All products. Now, we got a special co-host tonight. I love bringing this guy in. He's he's my buddy from Southern Indiana slash Northern Kentucky, none other than Mister Mayhem himself, Nate Manis What is going on, brother? How we doing,
0: man? Everything is good. Uh, how you doing over there?
1: Hey, you know, Indy's, Indy's living it and we're living it up here. I can't, you know, I'm actually going to try to uh, go over to see our boy Bobby Emmons uh, this weekend in his matchup here. You know, I found out when I was down that way earlier this week that he's, uh, he's actually participating. I didn't think his old butt was going to get do it again, but he he lied and he got suckered into it somehow.
0: Right. (laughs) No, Bobby's always down to compete, man. It doesn't matter how he's feeling. He's in. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, he is. That is no lie. So, you know, let's start off. Unfortunately, you know, we were looking forward to uh, bringing you on the show for a, a pre-fight interview, like we do all the time. What happened, man?
0: Oh man. Uh, what's actually kept me out is a, a growing tear. Um, since the the start of camp, man, I've had knee problems, back problems. Uh, like I told you before, we went live. I think I was out more during this training camp than I was actually getting to train. Which uh, it's it's unfortunate because I, I like the opponent, I like the matchup. I'm ready to get back in there. Um, we'll be seeing a doctor in April. Hopefully, get everything cleared up, start training again, and be back this summer.
1: Good deal, good deal. I can't wait to get on the mat with you, man. You know I've been down there, <laughs> and I, I kind of th- you know Bobby was saying he he must have got word that the lion is coming down.
0: Though. <laughs> That's exactly Not it, worry it close, man. folks. He, yeah. he, he let me know himself that you were coming, and I was out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: true, folks. We're totally bullshitting there on that one. <laughs> so, you know, how how has the you know obviously this happened you know recently? How has it been since you kind of pulled that groin and, and been going through this? Are, are you you feeling a little bit better? Obviously, it's it, like I said, it's recent, but are you are you feeling the recovery start?
0: Yeah, man. Uh, since I, I tore my groin, it's been um, two weeks now, so uh, I'm starting to walk around quite a bit better. Um, every once in a while, you know, I'll kind of take it out of that place that it likes to be, and it'll kind of send little shockwaves all down my leg. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Letting um, you know quick. Yeah, yeah, man. It, your body's always going to let you know. But uh, a lot of it's mental just as much as it is physical. I'm not used to sitting around the house for two weeks. I'm kind of going <laughs> nuts, really. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got going
1: on at the house, man? I mean, I know you got a, uh, the wonderful wife there. You got the new car. You know, obviously uh, – I haven't seen the the Mustang in person yet, but I've seen pictures of it. So what's kind of keeping you going around the house other than going crazy?
0: Oh, man. Uh, What's been a little bit exciting is that Adrian Yanez called me out this last uh, Saturday. So me and him have been doing some Twitter back and forth. Uh, That that still makes me feel a part of the outside world a little bit. But, uh, (laughs) man, other than that, it's been hard. It's been really tough. Uh, We've been doing our podcast uh, Friday and Saturday. So that's been something that uh, keeps my head on Mm -hmm. straight but uh, man just sitting around in the house uh, i'm going crazy i'm not used to all the downtime at all
1: yeah i bet i bet i mean you've been you've been active for what i mean a good 15 years or so 20 years or so now and yeah. you do get kind of start crazy it's kind of like the pandemic hit and you're 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 stuck now you're like on a on a quarantine not yeah. sick but right. i mean you have much you don't have much else to do right now
0: uh, when Bobby got COVID, man, he, he talked about going outside and he was sweeping the sidewalks and things like that just to have something to do. So I, I'm feeling this pain right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in other UFC news, the big, uh, the big news that we've heard just this week was the, the former champ in the women's division, Misha Tate, coming back. I believe the date is July 17th. Um, and I can't remember her opponent, but I was just glad to hear her coming back. What do you, uh, what are you seeing for Misha Tate's future?
0: Yeah, man, she's always been exciting. Um, her fights with Ronda Rousey were really entertaining, even though she come out on the losing end of those. Uh, she is a, a former title holder. Uh, her comeback win against uh Holly Holm was a really good fight. Uh, I'm excited to watch her, man. It's just been four or five years. But most of the time, when you take that kind of time off, you don't get better; you kind of decline uh, just with the time off and age. Uh, I hope she does well. I don't see her being a, a title contender, really, though. So,
1: before the show started, we were talking about, you know, that Amanda Nunez is like a thorn in the whole division's side right now. Excuse me. Misha Tate's getting kind of a warm-up fight, and she's wanting to to make that jump back to the title. What do you think about it when, if and when this happens, Amanda Nunez takes on Misha Tate? What are your thoughts? Probably about the same as mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to go well for anyone. Um, the only person that I even give a shot is um, Valentina Shevchenko. They've already fought twice, and Amanda Nunes has beat her twice already. But uh, I think she's the only girl with the skills to to really compete. I see uh, Juliana Pena getting the next title shot. Um, I, I don't think she's going to do very well. Amanda Nunes is just different, man. She's built different.
1: Definitely. So let me ask your uh, your opinion on this. If you had to compare Amanda Nunes to one of the you know the, the, the most uh, functional male fighters in the league, whether it be current or past, who would you c- uh, compare her to?
0: Oh, man. Uh, I'd like to train with her one day just to get a feel of what it's like. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of compare her to uh, Hindenborough when he was on his run at 45, um, going a long time without taking a loss uh good stand up but also black belts on the ground i I think that would be a good comparison
1: i think i like that i like that man you know i wasn't even thinking about him until you said i'm like damn that's a that's a good man i'm glad i helped you start that podcast (laughs) talk man you're starting to get the knowledge on the screen i love
0: it (laughs) starting to uh do the homework a little bit better too there you go
1: there you go well yeah i mean we'll get to that here in a second but We've been, you know, passing back and forth picks over weekends, you know, for the past, I don't know, three, four, five weeks now. And and I have noticed a trend that, you know, your picks are getting a little bit better.
0: <laughs> we had uh, that last show and, uh, you know, you kind of had the card out there in front of you making your picks and you were kind of looking at the the range, the height, who they had beat, stuff like that. And I'd always made my picks off of, uh, yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> you know, I know him. I'm just going to go with him. So, you know. Just doing a little bit more homework, getting into the mix a little bit.
1: Yeah. Are you, are you doing a little bit better on your bets over the past month?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing better. Uh, putting together two big of parlays. I'm having like one person fall out on me here and there. But uh are yeah. yeah, definitely doing better percentage-wise for sure.
1: Good, good. I'm glad, man. I like when we all <laughs> make money instead of the bookies making the money, man. Right, right. <laughs> well, let's jump into it. Tomorrow night, UFC 260, big uh heavyweight matchup for the title, but we're going to start uh we're going to do the whole main card. So folks, get your pen and paper ready, get those apps ready. We check out mybookie.ag, put BW Sports in for the promo code, get your uh 50 or I'm sorry, yeah, 50% deposit match and a ten dollar free bet put it right here on UFC 260 tomorrow night on these parlays maybe who knows so uh, I know my boy Nate he uses my bookie as well um Mm -hmm. it's a good site I like it uh you know it it is what it is it's a booking site it's not a lot known but you know our buddy Rafael Esparza from my bookie and Doc Sports Picks has always told us you know don't always look at just one one uh, app, one betting book. You know, you want to kind of look around and see what the numbers are comparing to each other and get your best get your best bang for your buck. So whether it not be my bookie at that time, always check around. Always check around. Starting with, uh, let's see. Oh, I'm going to get my notes up here. You know how I do with the notes. Jamie oh. Malarkey versus Kamala, or I'm sorry, Kamala, Kama Worthy, <laughs> the Death Star.
0: What are you Star? thinking
1: about this matchup, Nate?
0: I love the nickname, the Death Star, man. I'm a little jealous. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I know Kama Worthy. He's uh, from Pennsylvania, so uh, that's not too far away from here. So I've known quite a bit about him for a while. He's pretty close to my weight class. He was fighting at 45 for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take Kama Worthy. Uh, he's ranked number 42 in the world. Malarkey's 106. 106. Uh, he is a slight favorite. He's uh, guillotine guys like uh, Louis Pena, knocked out Devontae Smith. I think those are two big wins for him. Uh, the reach is about the same. Height's about the same. Uh, I'm going to go with the experience of Commonworthy and me knowing him uh, kind of personally.
1: Look at this. Look at this, man. It's like you're a true <laughs> co-host of mine now coming coming <laughs> with that research, man. I love it, brother.
0: I love it. Doing a little bit better. Learning from the best, you know.
1: Hey, you know, I like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, you know, kind of looking at uh, you know, the records, Malarkey's 12 and 12 and 4. Death Star, I'm gonna just call him Death Star. Worthy 16 and 7, both coming off a loss on their last fight. Um, the reach is identical at 74 74 inches. The leg reach, you got a two two-inch reach advantage on Worthy's side. Uh, the thing I'm looking at honestly, not just the four and one since 2019, I'm looking at a land. Per like a significant strike land per minute of 4.12 per minute for worthy compared to Malarkey's only 1.87. I'm agreeing with you, sir, as far as who to pick in this one at a minus 130. As of now, um, I think that volume of punches and strikes are going to be the difference in this fight. So I'm going to agree with you, man. I'm I'm liking your pick one. Here we go.
0: I like it. <laughs>
1: I tell you what, guys. If we go all five of these uh, main event fights, and we come together on all five of them, you best damn well put that parlay in.
0: There you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving down to the second fight on the main card, we have if this would move for me there we go there we go well i got the last names written down, but i want to get the full names at first when we're when we're talking about it, you know <laughs> let's see all right jillian robertson versus miranda maverick what what's your thoughts on this night
0: uh, at first glance you know i want to take jillian robertson just because i know the name i've seen her fight a few times um There's not a a whole lot that that sways me towards Miranda Maverick. I think I am going to choose her, though. She's got a little bit on the reach. I think um, her record's quite a bit better. She hasn't fought quite the competition that Robertson has, but I think she's going to make a little coming-out party for this fight. And uh, I'm going to take her by decision.
1: Decision. Wow, okay. Look at her. Well, I must say, you know, I'm agreeing with you so far. You know, she's got that uh, five-win win streak right now. The last five fights have all been dubs for her um, Robertson is sitting as an underdog at plus 140 right now to Mavericks once minus 165 again like like you mentioned you know a couple inch reach advantage on Maverick's uh, behalf but again 9.8 is the significant strike land per minute by Maverick again, that right there alone is making me take Maverick because I think the volume of striking is just going to wear Robertson down. I I agree wholeheartedly with you that I don't think that Maverick has seen necessarily the competition that Robertson has. But, man, Maverick's just got that volume in her throws or, you know, kicks, punches and everything that I think, again, that's going to catapult her with the w in this one as well so we're two for two brother
0: two for two i like it <laughs> two for two
1: all right now this one may be a little different i can't remember okay. you sent me the picture earlier and i can't remember exactly what you uh what yeah. you uh marked it as but yeah we're, we're gonna see sean o'malley versus I can't remember his first name. Was it Thomas Almeida?
0: Yep, Thomas Almeida.
1: Thomas Almeida. So, go with it, brother. What are you going with?
0: Um, For this fight, man, we got Thomas Almeida. He's coming off three losses in a row. Um, their, their height definitely goes to Sean O'Malley with four inches. Uh, their reach is the same, but that height, having to punch up, does make that reach a little bit different. Um, Sean O'Malley, I think he was beating Cheeto in their fight. Uh, I think he was finding his range, touching him up. Uh, It's unfortunate for the the ankle injury, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, you could say that Cheeto, you know, threw the leg kick and it landed that, however you want to call it. I think he was winning that fight. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely, I think this is handpicked for Sean O'Malley to come in here and get a win over a notable name coming off three losses, but not everybody knows that. Uh, I definitely think Sean O'Malley is probably going to knock him out. Uh, He's not a really strong wrestler. He's not really going to look to take Sean down. And if he does, I think he's just going to gas himself out, not having those wrestling skills. Uh, Definitely Sean O'Malley by knockout.
1: Nope, we're going three for three, brother. I'm going to go with you on Sean O'Malley. I agree that, you know, he was definitely winning that last fight. He got caught, uh, not necessarily caught, but the ankle did kind of obviously seize the fight. Um, 12 and one is only, he's only lost coming off of that. Uh, I don't want to say controversial, but it was an injury. An injury ended the fight. The only thing that I'm really looking at on Thomas Almeida's side is is the experience. I mean, he's 22 and four. Uh, he is coming off a few losses in a row, Man, it's hard to go up against those Brazilians. Um, however, however, I, I'm going to go with you because like I said, I think Sean, or like you said, I'm sorry, like Sh- Sean O'Malley is coming in here with a chip on his shoulder to show the world that that was kind of a quote unquote fluke last fight. The injury is what the only reason that made him lose that fight. He's coming in with vengeance, and he's a minus 330 favorite to Almeida's plus 260. If you want to bet a, a, an upset, I should guess, do it separately. Don't put this on your parlay. Put O'Malley on a parlay. But if you want to go with Alme- Almeida winning the fight on a separate pick, I would I would not be necessarily – thrown off with it so if you want to make a little extra money on a on a good um, underdog go with Almeida just because of that experience but if you're going to put it on a parlay definitely go with O'Malley I like your
0: pick man and O'Malley's been hurt twice in his fights you know he was fighting I think Andre Andre Sockham however you say his last name uh he hurt his leg in that fight too and just ended up still getting the victory so you really don't know how his body's going to hold up man uh, a flute could just be a normal thing for him and uh Almeida can get this victory.
1: The, and that's what's keeping me kind of nervous about picking on this fight, honestly, because it could happen again. you know yeah. how strong is that leg? How strong are these injuries lingering along in his body? We're about to find out here in about twenty well a little over twenty four hours
0: I'm going to stay away from betting on that one just because of all the unknowns
1: i I would agree i I like that man see. <laughs> The mayhem is finally thinking and betting with the head and not the heart. That's how we make money, folks.
0: (laughs) I think I'm going to get you on this next one, though.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. All right. We got Tyrone Woodley in the co-main event. Tyrone Woodley versus Vicente. Is it Luque? Yeah, I think so. Luque? Okay. Let, Let me hear it. Let me hear it.
0: All right, so, uh, man, this is the hardest pick for me. Um, I've watched Vicente Luque come up. Uh, he's got a lot of big wins. Um, the only guy he's really lost to in recent memory is Wonderboy Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the reach advantage, the height advantage. Uh, the only thing with um, Tyron, man, is he's coming He's coming on three losses now, but they're only to Gilbert Burns, Colby Cummington, Kamar Usman. Uh, no bad losses there at all. Uh, he has beat Wonderboy twice, who Vicente has lost to in the last couple of years. Uh, if this was an even fight, uh, I think I would probably lean towards Vicente Luque, but I think Tyron Woodley at plus 200. Um, he can be in any fight, man. He can use his wrestling at any time. He has knockout power. Vicente is is very hittable. He gets hit a lot. He's into a lot of brawls. I think it just depends on what Woodley comes out, man. When he comes out aggressive, like at Darren Teal, he puts people away. Uh, but sometimes you can see him be a little bit more um, backing up against the cage, letting the fight come to him. I think if he's aggressive, Tyron can still hang with the best. Uh, I'm going to take Woodley for the upset.
1: Okay. As he said, Tyrone Woodley is the underdog at plus 200 to Luquez 240. We are, differencing, we are differing on this fight, sir. I think this is honestly going to be the only one that we differ on on the main, main card tomorrow night. Yeah. But, again, it goes kind of back to the volume of strikes. Right. Uh White throws almost six per minute that connects and is a significant impact. Um, the past three fights, like you did say, you know, they're not actually bad losses for Tyron Woodley. But in my opinion, I think Woodley's time has kind of overdone himself. Um,
0: he is 39 years old, too. He's getting up there.
1: Exactly. That and the past three fights, you can honestly see actually not the not – the, uh, the first one that he lost, uh, who was that? Because he f- lost the title. To, yeah, not
0: uh, Kamara Usman.
1: Yes. Um, since then, I don't want to say Usman broke him, but I think <laughs> Usman really showed a lot of flaws in Woodley's game. And since then, I just have not seen that fire in him um, like that used to be. That makes me kind of skeptical on him uh, moving and advancing up again in the ladder of the division. <laughs> I think, honestly, Luque takes this one because, again, on the volume of shots that he's going to be throwing, I think he could connect, and I think he might knock him out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can I see that. Uh, and it's kind of like the O'Malley fight, too. You just never know what you're going to get with Tyron. Um, <laughs> is he going to come to be aggressive and fight? Is he going to kind of move around the outside of the cage? Uh, I think if he's hesitant, Vicente is going to have his day with him for sure. That, that was the hardest pick for me. I can definitely see why you would take Luque.
1: Do you think – let me ask you this question, side note here. Do you think if Tyron Woodley loses this one, he's done?
0: Yeah, I think they're cutting him. They're cutting Junior DeSantos. They're cutting Alistar Overeem. I think Tyron's definitely done going 0-4 and, and being as old as he is. Probably with well, the, the amount of money they pay him, too.
1: Well, yeah, the amount of money. But I, I was more so thinking retirement. Do you think that he would kind of hang the gloves up after this? It would be his fourth loss in a row. Obviously, UFC, like you said, is would probably – you know, X him from the roster of the UFC. But do you think that Tyron Woodley would look at this and say, okay, you know, if I win, I'm going to continue going on until I lose, and then we'll figure it out. If I go into this and I lose, this is it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think if he loses, he's probably done. I, I don't really see him. If he can't get hyped up for this fight, I don't think he's going to get hyped up in Bellator. Uh, something I can see him doing is these celebrity boxing matches, I think he's one of those guys that would like to get involved in something like that. But as far as uh, actual MMA, yeah, I think this would be his last fight if he does lose.
1: Yeah, and, and again, I'm not trying to, you know, show disrespect or any uh, throwing shade on Tyrone Woodley. He's had a hell of a run in, in the division, in the organization, in his career. Like I said, man, you said he's 39 years old. I say from the past couple fights, I just do not see that fire in him like it, there once was, especially when he was on the way to the belt and uh, – I think this will be it for
0: him. Yeah, man, I mean, I can't disagree with that at all. It's a, it's a close fight for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Very close, very close. Now, the moment of truth, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, freaks of all ages, the heavyweight rematch between Stipe Mjokic versus Francis Ngannou. Go ahead, mayhem. Lay it on me, brother.
0: <laughs> um. This is a hard fight just because heavyweights, anybody can put anybody out. And obviously, Francis is really good at doing just that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming off a win streak since uh, you know, losing to Stipe. But he, he fought. I think Curtis Blaze was the only wrestler, and he never even had a shot at getting a hold of him. Wow. Um, none of those wins really tell me anything different than the Engano that faced him the first time. Um, Stipe coming in a little lighter. I think he weighed in at 230 three two, thirty-four. It's like a 30, 40 pound weight difference. That mm-hmm. scares me a little bit just because usually the wrestlers are the bigger guys, not necessarily the smaller guys. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take Stipe. I think smart money, Stipe and he's, uh, he's near even right now. Maybe even a, a little bit of an underdog. I don't think he can go against the champ. Uh, he stuffed a lot of Daniel Cormier's shots. And, um, I think Daniel Cormier is, a a different level of fighter than the guys that Francis Ngannou has been fighting. And, um, What's and Francis and Francis and has been in the cage, what, for like three minutes the last couple of years just because he knocks guys out so fast? Two minutes and and
1: 42 seconds has been his last four fights.
0: And Stipe has been in the mix with Daniel Cormier, one of the the best heavyweights of all time. Uh, I just everybody talks about Francis and getting better and training. I think Stipe has gotten better too. You know, he's been fighting the best in the world. Uh, I'm going to go with Stipe.
1: There you go. He's going with the champ. And, yes, as of right now, when I looked it up, it's plus 115 to the champ. To Nganou's minus 135 as being the favorite. He does have that three-inch reach uh, advantage over Stepe, And like you said, I mean, there's damn near 30 pounds difference in between these guys. You know who he kind of reminds – Nganou kind of reminds me of – do you remember the monster, Kevin Randleman?
0: Yes, yes, I do. <laughs>
1: he kind of – I mean, other than – you know, obviously Randleman was a hell of a wrestler,
0: right?
1: But the, the the physique that Francis has reminds me similar to what Randleman looked like. I mean, right. like I said, obviously Randleman has astron or had astronomical wrestling ability way superior to Nganu, but the size, the look, and when Stepe steps into that you know, that cage with him tomorrow night, obviously they've done the weigh-ins they've done the press conferences and the press is all that stuff this week. And, yeah. you know, he's looked at him, he's seen him, but I really don't think that Stipe has, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I don't think that junior dos Santos is as big as, um, uh, I think in is, and obviously, um, you know, DC is shorter I mean, he is—he's still stout, and yes, he is an amazing athlete with all kinds of attributes in that cage. But man, that thirty-pound difference is—is is making me a little nervous. Like you said, I agree with you on that. It's just Ngannou's a big man, but I think Stipe has the—the the same strength, if not more strength, in his power and punches wise mm-hmm. um, than Ngannou does, and he's got more speed. So I will agree with you on this matchup that I think Stepe will will keep the belt, but I think it's going – I don't think you're going to see – I could be way wrong on this, but I'm going to call this out of the blue here. I don't think you're going to see a quick knockout from either side. I think it's going to go a little bit. I think Stipe is going to try to wear him down some, maybe even chop those legs up because God knows those calf kicks kill and they chop a tree down <laughs> by the roots. But I, I think he's going to wear him out and then maybe we see Stepe really start to go in on him and put some pressure on him and get the knockout win.
0: That's what I say with uh, Francis' physique, you know, um, if he does get taken down, how many times can he get up before those muscles kind of turn on him? And, uh, you know, Stepe can go, you know, probably 10 rounds. You know, he's always in good shape, always never looks like he's tired. Um, we haven't seen Francis be put in those positions since Stepe. And uh, in the training room, you can obviously get better, but there's something about the pressure, the spotlight being on you, and then having to get up off your back. Uh, I think Stipe is uh, going to win this decision.
1: I agree. Are you, are you saying it's going to go to the decision? Don't
0: I'm going to take, take by decision. I think uh, Francis is tough enough not to uh, give up any TKOs or anything like that. And uh, I think Stipe will be able to, to dodge any of Francis's shots. And uh, Stipe, by wrestling, I think it's going to look a lot like the first, honestly.
1: All right. Mayhem bringing the mayhem tonight on Combat Zone, guys. <laughs> He's going with Stipe in a decision. I'm going with Stipe, and I'm going to say fourth round knockout because I think by then Nganu kind of wears down, and like I said, the Stipe goes in for the kill at, in the fourth round. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. You know, well, uh, obviously, you and I are going to be talking back and forth all night tomorrow night about these <laughs> fights, especially the ones that we didn't talk about. We're going to be like, "All right, who'd you go with?" And <laughs> then I'm going to send you mine, and we're going to be like, "Okay, you know, we're done not look too bad."
0: <laughs> have you uh, Have you made any bets yet? You know what you what kind of way you're looking?
1: Uh, you know, I haven't put anything down yet officially, but I think that. I'm going to go with a three-fight parlay on the main card. I'm going to go with Stepe. I'm going to go with Maverick, and I'm going to go with Worthy as my three-fight parlay on the main on the main card. What are you thinking? What do you got?
0: Uh, I think I'm going to put one on Um, maybe not too much money, just a, a smaller one that's going to have a good payback. I think I'm going to parlay Stipe, who's a, a small underdog, and I'm going to put uh, Woodley on there and see if I can get something done with those two. Woo!
1: All right, <laughs> you know it's called gambling for a reason, folks. Right, right. <laughs> and my man is gambling, putting Woodley in there. But like you said, it it just depends on which Woodley shows up, man. If if we right. see Woodley like he was when he was aggressive and hungry, then yeah, I think he's gonna win. But man, it's, it's I, I scary think
0: another to go. another little small detail we left out on is, uh This is the first time he's fought in a three round fight in forever. Um, I think he has plenty – you know, he's got that explosive power that he kind of has to gauge in a five-round fight so he doesn't gas out. I think he can kind of put the pedal to the floor in this three-round fight and uh, at least secure two rounds, man, and really go for it. So uh, hopefully he's thinking like that and hopefully he doesn't.
1: Well, you know, for your bet, I hope he does because I'm (laughs) I'm staying away from it.
0: (laughs) Right, there you go. (laughs) Staying
1: away from it. Nathan (laughs) Mahan, Manus folks, UFC's rising star – in the 145-pound, right? I don't want to say that wrong. 145-pound weight class, correct?
0: 135. I haven't fought at yeah. 35 yet. I really UFC, want so. you to
1: go up, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Nate, tell everybody where they can find you and who. what shout-outs you got, brother.
0: Yeah, you can find me, uh, Mayhem Manus1, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my Facebook, uh, Nate Manus. I'd uh, just like to thank my sponsors being in construction, Max Custom Completions. Baker Chiropractic, Ape Ethics, Team Lynn, Merle Painting, weather Landscapes, Great North Supplements, Nachos Grill. I appreciate you guys uh, letting me train full-time and being able to do this, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: As always, brother, more than welcome. And I'm looking forward to coming down to Evansville area and getting in that nice guy submission fighting gym and seeing you healthy instead of running from me. You know, every time <laughs> I come down there. No, totally. My, time,
0: my time's coming. I'm going to have to deal no, with it. my time's coming. <laughs> <laughs> My
1: time is coming, sir. Nate, again, thanks for coming on. Um, you ever want want a guest on your podcast, man, you can hit me up. I'll gladly talk some shop with you.
0: All right, yes, sir. We'll have you on soon.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Everybody, check out the podcast. What's the podcast name?
0: Championship Rounds with Mayhem and the Motivator.
1: There you go. Championship Rounds with the Mayhem and the Motivator, guys. Check them out. 730 Eastern Standard Time Combat Zone, as always, Friday night. We will see you next week. And we are out.